this fellow is. He's punky pumpkin, the happy pumpkin, happy all the day. And his great big smile will chase your cares away. Chase them away, away. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another spooky, frightful episode of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. As always, I'm your host, Horror Guy Keenan, here to bring you the Halloween episode of 2019. Are you excited? Because I'm freaking excited. Uh, it's been a while. I know. I am very sorry for the lateness. Uh, my full-time podcasting gig went under, so I am unemployed at the moment. So life has been a tad hectic, and I've been living off my jack-o'-lanterns on the Etsy page. Uh, if you are interested in checking out some awesome Etsy page uh, jack-o'-lanterns, ones that flicker and glow in the dark, and ones that hang on your Christmas trees, uh, give yourself a little bit of Halloween feel throughout the, the Christmas season, that's etsy.com backslash shop backslash Hallow's Eve. 365. Uh, I do all the, the work. The pumpkins are all original, hand painted, handcrafted, hand sculpted by me. Uh, I'd love if you guys check this out. Um, I've also started a Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash horror guy, all one word. Uh, and there you'll get one extra podcast uh, that's not aired anywhere else, not through iTunes, not through Google Play, specifically through. Uh, Patreon, and that's an exclusive one where I'll be doing interviews uh, and, and just kind of bringing creative people in and just talking a little bit more about uh, just the stuff that uh, I'm into and I'm trying to share with the world of artists and things. But the Everyday is Halloween podcast will always be free. Do not worry about that. You will still get episodes one a month. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it'll still be everything you hope for and dream, except you'll be getting one every single month. <laughs> since things have been a little strange so with that said let's go to some music real quick and when we get back we'll run down some news
was 13 Jack-O-Lanterns by Murderland off the album Lights Out. That was one of my early horror punk favorites from the early 2000s. also want to give a big shout out to Trap Samurai for the uh, Halloween mix and bass earlier on heard on the show. Uh, really good stuff. Do you have any Hocus Pocus fans out there? Because there looks like there might be a Hocus Pocus 2 on the way. Uh, I read the Hocus Pocus sequel uh, that came out, I think, about a year ago, which is a pretty decent book, and I'm wondering if they're going to adapt that book into a movie. But it looks like Jen D'Angelo, who was a writer on Workaholics, has gotten tied to write and create Hocus Pocus 2 for the Disney Plus streaming service coming out next month. Um, it looks to bring back Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Mee Jammy. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, Bette Midler, I heard they were talking about making a sequel to Hocus Pocus a while back, and it was going to be like a made-for-TV thing real quick, and Bette Midler came out and said, oh, it's going to be really cheap, I guarantee it, and Disney just kind of halted all <laughs> things, you know, it's like, well, if the main uh, witch says it's going to be really crappy, maybe we should probably hold off and you know, rework this a little bit, so uh, I hope we get to see Doug Jones back and a few others, so that would be really fun. Hey everybody, have you heard the news that Joe Bob is back in town? That's a little ditty from the intro. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs, Last Drive-In, exclusively on Shudder. Uh, it's been one of my highlights of the last year, and uh, they've been knocking out of the park every single one. Joe Bob was my horror host. I was an Elvira guy, I was a fan, Ghoulie fan, but Joe Bob was one of those ones that was on all the time on TNT with the, his drive-in, uh, the movie channel, uh, and now Shudder, which is really cool. I just watched the Halloween one where you get here at Halloween Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. Sadly, no Halloween 3. Sorry, Darcy. Uh, <laughs> but we're getting a Joe Bob's Red Christmas, which is going to look at a lot of Canadian horror Christmas films, which will let you kind of stir around the gray matter of what that it might actually be. That'll be Friday the 13th of December, so check that out on Shutter. How many of you are fans of the toys that made us on Netflix? I know I am. That was probably one of my favorite things from last year as well, was just going through uh, all the toys that really kind of resonated with me as a kid. Well, it looks like Netflix is bringing it back, not only for another season, but they're also starting the movies that made us. That's right. This year, we're going to get the movies that made us um, sometime in November, December. Uh, looks like it's going to be Ghostbusters, Ghost, Die Hard in Home Alone. So that should be a lot of fun. Keep an eye out for that. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark has returned to theaters and it's going from now until Halloween. So try and look up your local listings for the next couple days. You might get in a Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark screening. Maybe even one on Halloween night, which is pretty cool. I think it's awesome that this movie has stayed in theaters for as long as it has. Uh, being a very subpar um, horror movie, but a horror movie that a lot of people can see from teens to kids to families to adults. It kind of resonates with a lot of people. I'm sure this movie will get a sequel and we'll get more of the scary stories in there. This one just kind of told on a few of them. I didn't really get a chance to talk about it on the show. I wasn't a huge fan uh, of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because of all the CG added to the prosthetics and practical effects, but the movie itself, uh, even though it ran a little long, being a tad wordy and quiet, um, still has kind of that 80s, 60s, 70s, uh, Stranger Things, kids ch looking for spooky stuff atmosphere. And I always appreciate that, but it was not one of my favorites. Uh, but hey, maybe I'll try it again in the next couple days. Trick or Treat is kind of shaky on the horizons uh, coming out with a sequel, Trick or Treat 2. Even though two years ago we did get a whole thing where Mike Daughtery sat in a theater with a bunch of people and he was announcing uh, Godzilla destroy all monsters and people were really excited with him working with legendary and then they showed off a little teaser picture of trick-or-treat 2 with sam and the entire theater erupted in applause and everybody was super excited to see the return of sam in the trick-or-treat franchise 
Uh, well, it's been about 10 years since the original film came out, and now we have all these Sam bookmarks and light-up statues and suckers and toys and spirit stores just making them money off them, the hand and foot. And uh, so Mike uh, got in contact with somebody over at comicbook.com, and he had this to say. Oh man, it's time of the year. I feel like it's become that tradition. Ask Mike about Trick or Treat too. Haha. <laughs> Listen, I'm intrigued by the idea and it's completely up to Legendary. It's been a few years since we initially talked about it and there's been regime change uh, since then. Uh, they still have the property and they still love it and there's still a long line of merchandise and a continuing line of comic books based on the film, but the ball is in their court. The moment they say they're interested and ready to go, we'll see if the stars align. Uh, which is kind of crazy because I felt like it was a whole thing where Mike was going to work on Trick or Treat 2 right after Godzilla, which would be right now. But it's one of those things where it's the hype machine, guys. I mean, we're reading this from the internet. This podcast is from the internet. This is what it's all about now. It's about hyping people up to really want to get on board for the next film. Uh, Brandon Small is doing that right now with Death Clock. Uh, They are having a live uh, concert about Death Clock. Uh, you know, but it has nothing to do with Death Clock coming back or Metalocalypse for that matter. Uh, but he's going on social media being like, well, Adult Swim, they don't know what they're going to do. So it's up to the fans to uproar and say they want Death Clock. It's up to the fans to uproar and say they, they want Trick or Treat. These, these creators and directors and writers, they're just kind of poking the social media bear. That's what this whole <sighs> shitty social media world is these days. And Mike even has this to say. At the same time, I think there's something to be said about not sequelizing it. In a business that's obsessed with franchising and spinoffs and sequels and sequels, maybe there's something to be said about just leaving it alone. I agree. I do agree that it is very nice when a movie comes out and just does one movie like The Gate. One and done, there's no shitty sequel, it's just remembered as a really good film. Ghostbusters could have been a really good film. I mean, it is a good film. But they made a sequel that people hated. I love both of them, but it's whatever. And that's the thing. You're going to find people out there that also like the sequels as well. I think that last comment by Mike is bullcrap. Trick or Treat lends itself to being a franchised uh, series, kind of like Creepshow. Sure, the other Creepshows aren't as good as the first, which I'm sure people will say about Trick or Treat. But... Don't give me this crap that, like, well, maybe uh, maybe it'll be good by itself. That, that would probably be the best. No. Legendary's working on it. You're you're biding your time. Just just be up front with us. Okay, I'm done. That was my soapbox rant for the, for the moment. Okay. <laughs> Another beautiful thing about Shudder is that they brought back Creepshow. Creepshow now has a series, and it's wonderful, guys. I'm really enjoying this new series by Greg Nicotero. He is knocking out of the park being one of the... Uh, contributors to Creepshow, along with uh, just being a huge fan at the same time. Uh, but it's breaking records uh, since its uh, September 26th premiere. Um, 54% of all members of Shudder have watched it. Uh, episode 1 had more minutes streamed in its opening weekend than any other title in Shudder, which is pretty cool. We just got all these little statistics sent to us from them, so it's pretty cool. It's about 96% fresh and rotten tomatoes. Go check out Creepshow. You will not regret it. And I'll have more in-depth with the series uh, later in the show. As some of you know that Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is my favorite video game of all time. Uh, the sequel, Bloodlines 2, has been pushed back uh, till early 2020, which I'm okay with. Just keep perfecting that game. I don't care. It doesn't need to come out right away. Uh, also announced was Werewolf the Apocalypse Earth Load, which I'm really, or Earthblood, which I'm really excited about, uh, along with uh, 
Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, which is going to be a Steam uh, game as well. So a lot of stuff from the World of Darkness finally coming out. This is what we've been waiting for. I'm just excited to play a werewolf immersive game where I can uh, change different uh, classes of werewolves and, and, and run with the pack and maybe ride motorcycles around the wilderness. Man, that sounds so much fun i i'm super excited for these games to come out next year uh expect lots of streaming over on the twitch page twitch.tv backslash horror underscore guy that's where you can find most of my streams each night i try to keep it horror based some overwatch gets thrown in there i'm sorry but lots of movies lots of spooky shit coming soon to the stream you've been jonesing for left for dead do you miss it i do miss it steam doesn't miss it because they have other steam account money they don't need to make another game well dying light 2 is adding a left for dead 2 mode which means they're going to incorporate stuff from the story from left for dead into their game and it's just going to be a mode where four of you go around and just shoot swarms of zombies i'm i'm down for it that sounds fair i'm very excited look for that for dead by or dying light 2 this spring oh did i mention there's also a vampire the masquerade cauteries of new york can I come to Steam very soon and December 4th? December 4th? Yeah, oh, so much so much good horror games coming out, I'm excited. You may have not heard about it, you may have, but somehow I feel like a spirit is going to haunt your toilet in the near future. That's right, Burger King is releasing their Ghost Whopper. Uh, last year they had a Dark Whopper, I think there was like a Green Zombie Whopper at one point, now Burger King has the Ghost Whopper. If you guys listen to the Purple Stuff podcast, you know Dinosaur Dracula loves these things and saves them each year. Now he has a green, black, and white Whopper burger. That I don't know if that's safe to eat. The power is invested in him. Good luck, buddy. Uh, but that's out right now to the end of Halloween. It looks like Sam Raimi's coming back to the horror genre after Drag Me to Hell. Sam Raimi uh, has been working with the uh, production company for... Um, Various horror remakes and things, kind of like the Evil Dead stuff that had come out. His company worked on that. Um, Crawl recently came out. His company was working on that as well. I know the Grudge remake just had a trailer today drop. Uh, he's, his company's working on that. Uh, but he looks like he'll be directing a new horror film with the writers from Freddy vs. Jason on a original horror property. So that excites the hell out of me. So it's cool that his production company's working on uh, some, a lot of these horror remakes. Uh, including Crawl, which is an original project, but we're also going to get something from old Sam that's uh, something original, especially from the something from the guys that did Freddy vs. Jason, which was one of my favorite uh, Freddy movies out of that entire series. And Jason, if you really think about it. Um, Sam's going to be at Spooky Empire this Halloween, as I will be as well. So I'm going to try and uh, try and talk to the guy. Maybe we can get a little bit more information about what this horror movie is all about. Would you like to stay in the Adams Family home for a night? I sure would. Well, Booking.com has worked with the uh, Adams Family with their new movie coming out to let you stay in the Adams Family if you're going to stay somewhere in Brooklyn, New York. This is a 19th century townhouse in Brooklyn's historic Cobble Hill neighborhood area. Uh, this is going to cost you around $101 a night uh, from October 11th through October 31st. Well, we'll say November 1st. Uh, and this is pretty cool. Well, I like the kid's bedroom. It looks a lot like Pugsley's. There's a giant bomb hanging off the top of it. Uh, obviously, um, Wednesday's at Adam's room has like a little dollhouse. It's the Adam's family house with um, candles and a Ouija board, a whole bunch of fun stuff. And the house is just like lit. Just bleeds gothic it's it's wonderful including the polar bear rug and so much more check that out at booking.com 
Here's a little ditty from the 1960s from the Frantics. This is a werewolf. Even the man whose heart is pure and says his prayers at night can change to a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the full moon shining bright. to come back by the lovely folks at Universal Orlando to cover this year's Halloween Horror Nights 29 event happening from now until the beginning of November. Uh, and me and my friend Danielle came out for a few drinks, a few laughs, a few screams, and I wrote up a whole review in, in uh, each house and each street over at geek.com. So type in Halloween Horror Nights over at geek.com and you'll find all my photos and reviews. But I'm going to give you guys a little quick rundown of the houses in my readings. So Ghostbusters is a house this year. Not something super scary, but when I was a kid, Ghostbusters kind of freaked me out a little bit, especially that library scene in the beginning. Well, they do the entire first film, starting from the library all the way through the Ghostbuster house into the very end of the film where you're in New York against uh, Gozar the Gazarian, uh, Slimer through the hotel. It all happens in there, and this house has some of the best effects that Hornets has ever pulled off with video. Uh, from Slimer coming down a hallway and then just kind of dipping off through the wall. Uh, to practical effects of Slimer, to the brothers, Scaleri brothers in the prison, or the courthouse. Really cool stuff. They did a great job with this. I gave this house 5 out of 5. Yeti, Terror of the Yukon. This is uh, what you could expect. It's a bunch of uh, snow yetis uh, ripping apart uh, a camp uh, in Canada. And uh, it's it's pretty great. I gave this house a 3.5 out of 5. These outfits look amazing on these guys. You just have to have that perfect stream. You know, when you go through a haunted house, it's kind of like a conga line. And you can kind of see scares up from in front of you. And then you get there, they're in their like, little boo hole, and then it'll come out. So you have to have, you have to go through and like have that group that kind of just makes that, that scene perfect for you. Uh, Jordan Peele's Us is a house this year. This is probably my least favorite. I enjoyed the movie Us a lot. I just don't think it translates well into a house. Um, the boardwalk effects 
look really cool. Uh, I, I like that aspect of it, although it's like once you get into what us is, I won't spoil it for you guys, it's kind of a, a lackluster house. Tr translated into a very lackluster house. Next up, we have Stranger Things. This is covering seasons two and three of the show. Uh, this is a lot of randomness at its finest. There's so much in Stranger Things, it's hard to kind of encapsulate two seasons in one house. So it's just a kind of a lot of random moments kind of thrown in. Dustin's room here, a Hawkins school there, an arcade, uh, a Russian laboratory. Like, it all just kind of keeps going and going and going. Uh, I give this one three out of five. Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe Scare Zone. I mean, huge Rob Zombie fan, so this is a this is a treat for me. This is like living like if I was to die and, and going to purgatory or whatever, I would like this scare zone to be it. Just fucking cool ass women dancing and robot monsters and old video clips spliced playing on the walls to Demonoid Phenomenon and Thunder Kid 65. This is where I belong. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. They have a living dead girl and Rob Zombie, you know, presenting her in that outfit to. See, being able to sit in Dragula and just rock out with the giant robot it, it's its really cool, it's a cool experience not very scary, but just a lot of fun 4 out of 5 stars Depths of Fear this is kind of like a um, an, an aliens underwater kind of thing, kind of like that movie coming out soon with the girl from Twilight um, it is a facility that has been uh, begun turning these like hosts into crazy hosts and then they turn into fish people they're called the mouth brooders and they come after you uh they look a little a tad cheesy in their giant costumes but it still throws some scares out i mean i mean uh, this was kind of maybe my worst one this is 2.8 out of 5 this is original concept house Next up, we have Universal Monsters. Obviously, these guys are inked to my arm. I love these guys. Uh, this house was really cool. Um, you kind of go through a tomb that has all these cemetery uh, plots for each monster, and then you enter uh, Talbot's area where it's all Wolfman, and each area of the house is its own like labyrinth of that creature. So you go through Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory to the mummy's crypt, uh, the Bride of Frankenstein's there, Creature, um, Quasimodo, all of them. It's really cool. I like they pay homage in, in anything that's for the Universal Monsters that Universal represents. I will be very happy with. That one got 4.3 out of 5 stars. Probably one of my favorites of this year. Um, Arachnid, which is the scare zone for the... Uh, the cyberpunky kind of feel to Horror Nights, the, the main pathway that you walk through. You can't take a bad photo in this area. It's gorgeous. Uh, neon lights everywhere, little misty uh, laser roof. It's happening. Uh, props to all my lighting folk out at Universal I used to work with. Great people. Three out of five stars. My favorite house of the year, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, this house is balls to the wall. Uh, Rob Zombie had the house... Uh, earlier on, I think in like 2010, uh, maybe earlier than that, where he had a house as a corpse's house at Universal Hollywood. Then he had the Great American Nightmare, and he did that till about 2013. Uh, and now he's bringing House of the Corpses to Universal Orlando. It was really cool. I think it's also in Hollywood too. Um, very cool house. Definitely deserves to be a, a horror house. I mean, Rob Zombie got the idea of House of the Corpses while walking through a Halloween Horror Night house. So, the fact that it's a house makes 110%, and it's probably one of the best haunted houses experiences you'll ever go through. 4.5 out of 5 stars. Vanity Ball. This is kind of like a, um, a bad plastic surgery runway 
uh, fabulous show going on where surgeons are just tearing apart people in little alleyways and uh, there's a runway where there's fabulous, horribly crafted uh, makeup and plastic surgery uh, folk walking around. This is two out of five. Not that scary. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is turned from house into haunt. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, seeing all the effects of the, the, the hand puppets and the cotton candy mummifications, including Clownzilla. Yes, Killer Clowns always deserved its house, and I'm happy to finally see it. That one got three out of five stars. Uh, Vikings Undead, which is a scare zone. Not trick-or-treat, but it's still really creepy. Some of the, the most creepiest flayed, ripped-apart human beings of Undead Vikings just tearing people apart. Really cool. 3.8 out of 5 stars. Graveyard Games. Graveyard Games is an original haunted house that kind of feels a lot like scary stories to tell into a dark, except it's its own stories about these kids uh, trespassing into a cemetery. Um, you find like, you find their bodies kind of just all the life just sucked out of them like the mummy just found them and they're all decrepit and they're holding their cell phones and you see like the FaceTime uh, faces of their parents or loved ones screaming wondering where they're at with a like low battery sign blinks on the phone while you're looking at their decrepit body. I think this is a really creepy concept probably cooler than like the actual characters in the house um, but really cool nonetheless. This is a great house 4 out of 5 stars. Definitely check out Graveyard Games when you're out there. Uh, last but not least Nightingale's Blood Pit. This is a original haunted house. Um, kind of like these uh, gladiators uh, are being attacked by bloodthirsty nightingales, which are these like demonoid type monsters ripping people apart. So the house smells like raw meat. You're just burning meat everywhere. It's pretty crazy. Uh, probably one of my favorite original houses as well. Four out of five stars. Horror Nights was great this year. They also have Academy of Villains, Alternate States, along with the Halloween Mayth Marathon of Mayhem. Uh, check out Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to come out this year, definitely go out next year. They have a lot of tricks up their sleeve. It looks really cool. Um, I had a blast. I know Daniel had a blast. You can bet your freaking jack-o'-lantern booty shorts I'll be back next year. Alright, pumpkin beer reviews for this year. Obviously, pumpkin ale is my favorite go-to pumpkin ale of choice. I give this one a 3.50. Uh, this one is delicious. Dogfish Head Craft Brewery. This is a yam beer. Uh, it has the most alcohol by volume at the same time of being a nice, um, hefty uh, pumpkin beer. You don't feel too full. Uh, it, it stays mid-range, so you can have it with a meal, or you can have it just, you know chatting with friends after uh it, it's delicious i love this beer check it out isle of magruto uh do south brewing co pumpkin this is a 3.75 beer it's also a yam beer delicious stuff check that one out head of the horseman imperial pumpkin head not to be <laughs> confused with pumpkin head head of the horseman imperial pumpkin this is from d9 brewing company this one was really good i was a big fan of this one this is a 3.75 uh check that one out as well the great er pumpkin uh this is really good this was a full four star uh review from me check these guys out this is heavy seas beer that make this one uh and then i'm gonna do one for you guys right now this is gourds gone wild this is gonna be our live test right here on the show pumpkin ale from tampa bay right here in florida hear that it's me opening this thing it's a tall boy too so that's gonna be me drinking this the rest of the show if i'm a tad tipsy or start slurring my words you know the reason why here we go wow so this one has a more sweet taste to it which is kind of nice i feel like it almost is like a candy um, but not too sweet to the point where you want to throw up afterwards. 
<laughs> there are some beers out there like that that are just like too sweet and they, they, they screwed it up by putting too much sugar or whatever in there. This is good. This is a very light pumpkin taste. Uh, it, it's almost dangerous. I feel like I could go through a lot of these. I see now why it's a tall boy. Uh, what kind of alcohol by volume does this have here? Uh, it looks like it is a 6.0 alcohol by volume beer. Gourds Gone Wild from Tampa Bay Brewing Co. Delicious. You know what? I'm going to say four. We're giving it four stars. There you go. All right, and this is the part of the show that I like to focus on artists, people that do traditional art from beauty makeup to uh, makeup and prosthetics to uh, music, sculpting, you name it. If you're an artist, I want your stuff on my show. Remember, you can always contact me at hallowseve365 at gmail.com if you'd like to submit your stuff. Uh, this is stuff I found around on Instagram, and I would love to share it with you guys. Lexi Marie M-A-M-U-A, Lexi Marie M-U-A on Instagram has an amazing creep show, creep uh, makeup that she did, where she almost looks like she's contorted her face to be the skeleton creeper from Creep Show, except it's just all makeup, really cool stuff. Uh, even has like the red veil on with her blonde hair pulled through. It just it's it's breathtaking. I really love this makeup a lot. Definitely check her out, Lexi Marie M U A. That's Lexi L E X I M A R I E M U A. Uh, next up is Sapplesauce six six six. She's an amazing X-ray uh, uh, makeup that she did, where one side's completely like an X-ray to the other side looking uh, like her, and, and 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 some extras added to it, along with Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, including spiders crawling her eyes. She does this really cool thing where she contorts parts of her face, not contorts them, but makes it look like they're being contorted. Like one recently today was the one where her eyelids are being pulled down and out, and her te- her teeth are being pulled back. But it's all just makeup. It's it's her teeth are painted onto her face. It's crazy. Check this girl out. She's amazing. That's Sapplesauce six six six. Next up is Jen X Noir. Uh, she did an amazing mermaid along with Wendy uh, from The Shining. Uh, and I know you think of, uh, you know, bulged out Wendy with, you know, like sweating and crazy. This is more like a, the lighter side of Wendy. But she did an amazing job with the outfit and everything. Really cool. And, of course, uh, she, there's one where she's also a uh, a magician's assistant. And her wrists are all bloody and gross. And it looks really cool. Check her out. Gen X Noir. Moving on to traditional art, we have Justin One Alert, and he has some of the most amazing, uh, sketchy uh, vampires that I've seen. His close-up work and, and etch stuff is something I've never seen. I would love to see his stuff animated because it's just so uh, interesting to check out. Just, you'll stay on his page for a long time, Justin One Alert. Uh, next is Narakal, N-A-R-Y-A-K-A-L. She has an amazing ink uh, presence in the community. Uh, she does some stuff that looks like uh, creepy uh, childhood fairy tale kind of stuff. I could see an entire book being made of, of these these drawings that she just does for fun for Inktober. Why not? But uh, Someone employ this woman and make, make her a full-time artist because she deserves it. Really good work. Check her out. Narakal. And last but not least, Stephen Coyd L. That's S-T-E-F. A-N-K-O-I-D-L His atmospherical stuff is really cool. He does Krampus Mass as well. He's a sculptor. He's an artist. This is some of the most detailed stuff I've ever seen, along with haunting art. I really love haunting art. The stuff that, you know, a guy walking down a road and there's just like this giant monster in the background, but that's just daily life. 
and it just kind of it's art that really makes you think you know i really love this stuff check his stuff out stephen coyd l or stephen coyd one if i'm wrong if it's not an l <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, music, Halloween at High Noon. They're supplying all the music you hear on my show all the time. This is off their new album. Check that out as well. This just got released. Uh, Fear Candy for 2019. Really love their stuff. And, of course, HalloweenRadio.net. If you're looking for Halloween music all year round, including kids' music to oldies to everything in between, HalloweenRadio.net has a lot of good stuff. And I'm not a sponsor for them. I'm literally just telling you guys about some really cool music. Uh, while you're working or while you're painting or whatever you do. So those are the artists this week. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to share your stuff uh, and keep it coming. I really appreciate it. Here's a Halloween poem narrated by G.M. Danielson written by H.P. Lovecraft called Halloween in a Suburb. And after that, we get horror and TV reviews. The steeples are white in the wild moonlight and the trees of a silver glare. Past the chimney's eye see the vampires fly and the harpies of upper air that flutter and laugh and stare. For the village dead to the moon outspread never shone in the sunset's gleam but grew out of the deep that the dead years keep where the rivers of madness stream down the gulfs to a pit of dream. Chill wind weaves through the rows of sheaves in the meadows that shimmer pale, and comes to twine where the headstones shine and the ghouls of the churchyard wail for harvests that fly and fail. Not a breath of the strange gray gods of change that tore from the past its own can quicken this hour when a spectral power spreads sleep o'er the cosmic throne and loosens the vast unknown. So here again stretch the veil and plain that moons long forgotten saw, and the dead leap gay in the pallid ray sprung out of the tomb's black maw to shake all the world with awe. And all that the morn shall greet forlorn the ugliness and the pest of rose, where thick rise the stones and brick, shall someday be with the rest, and brood with the shade unblessed. Then wild in the dark let the lemurs bark, and the leprous spires ascend, for new and old alike in the fold of horror and death are penned, for the hounds of time to rend. Well, it's no Ray Bradbury, but it'll do. <laughs> All right, on to our movie reviews. We're going to do these in order of how they were released. Candy Corn uh, came out in the end of September. It reminds me a lot of a bad Rob Zombie movie, kind of like 31. Uh, not enjoyable. Uh, it takes place in Halloween night, so you had me at that heart. You didn't have to do a lot to really impress me after that. But, man, it just it is grating to see, like, the moments from Rob Zombie's Halloween to the moments from Devil's Rejects, from some House of Thousand Corpses into somebody else's new movie. Like, guy, find your own style, man. This is just... It's bad. It's not very good. Uh, we're going to give that two, two skulls out of five. Moving on to... 
The Tall Grass that came out on Netflix. Uh, this is a pretty cool story. Apparently, Joe Hill and Stephen King created the story at an IHOP late at night. <laughs> um, it's a really cool story. It's out on Netflix right now. It's, uh, you know, people getting lost in, in tall grass. And uh, I don't know if I want to go into two more and really spoil it. The, you know, the creature effects or the uh, undead effects, I guess you could say, look really good. And I think it's a solid streaming film. So check that out this spooky Halloween night. Uh, next up is... I'm going to say Trick. Yeah, we'll go with Trick, uh, which is based off someone's name, which is, <laughs> is their name in town. Um, this is from the, the director of Freddy vs. Jason and um, Drive Angry. Uh, Trick is really a, a, a balls-to-the-wall slasher where like, this guy moves fast, and when he goes around your howling party and he's slashing up people, like he no, nobody can take him out. Um, though it does remind me a lot of one of the Dead by Daylight characters in the game Dead by Daylight. There's a character that wears a hoodie and a mask uh, called Legion, and he has legions of members that also wear hoodies, and they're all part of his legion and go around stabbing people at nights. Uh, so it kind of reminded me a lot of that. I'm not sure if they really took anything from that or not, but who's to say? Uh, we're going to say two and a half stars for Trick. Next up, one of my most anticipated movies of the year, Three from Hell. Rob Zombie's newest film. Uh, this has a lot to live up to. I mean, I did had an entire episode just on what this movie is going to be about. How did the Devil's Rejects live? How did the members from House of Thousand Corpses get through the events from the end of Devil's Rejects? Well, apparently they just do. <laughs> so that's a very Rob Zombie answer. Um, no, you know, Captain Spaulding has little bits and moments here and there in the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys. Um, so it's good to see him back in a role. Uh, although this is not his last movie, there's one more coming out that he filmed a scene for where he's wearing a wig and everything. Uh, but, you know, the new member of the Firefly family, uh, Foxy, does a really good job in this film. Uh, it's paced exactly like Devil's Rejects. Um, there's little hints of House of House Corpses thrown in, like family members being brought up and things like that. Uh, but it is uh, it's very much in vain of the Devil's Rejects with less money. Um, but the end of the movie really kind of solidifies everything and makes it just a fun, badass movie. So if you're hanging in there, you're not feeling it, just wait. It gets good. I'm really happy to see this movie come in uh, to the trilogy of the Firefly family. And honestly, it could go into some other movies too. So I'd like to see all these members back. Sherry Moon kicks it up a thousand notches. Uh, you know, everybody kind of gets her crap for her performances in a lot of Rob's movies. I think she killed it in Three from Hell. Uh, and of course, Bill Mosley, always spectacular. Dee Wallace, amazing. Danny Trejo, the whole cast was great. Uh, I picked this one up. There's a special edition out at Walmart that has Foxy's shirt that says... Uh, I hate disco or fuck disco or disco disco sucks. That's what it is, uh, which is really cool. So see if you can try and grab one of those before the season is out. Uh, next, we have Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, you know, nobody asked for a sequel, but it's here. We had that really bad Zombieland made for TV movie that came out a while back, <clears throat> and that was atrocious. So I'm glad that's not a thing anymore. But Zombieland Double Tap is here. Continues right out like ten years later after the last one. Um, the kids are feeling a little restless. Uh, Abigail wants to leave the nest. Woody Harrelson's character is really sad about it. Um, Emma Watson and uh, Eisenberg are just there. <laughs> we also get some other uh, fun little cameos here and there. Luke Wilson just plays a cameo and everything he's in these days. So get ready for Luke cam Luke cameo because it happens all the time. Uh, Zombieland is actually a lot of fun, believe it or not. Uh, you know, I went in with kind of meh expectations. It has a scare zone at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, 
But, uh, oh, which I don't think I touched on. The, the Zombieland Scare Zone is really cool. I give that three skulls out of four. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the movie the movie was a lot of fun. I'll def it definitely has rewatch value. In a, mo in a world where we have a lot of sequels um, for comedies that just aren't good, like Caddyshack, Anchorman, Zoolander, Zombieland Double Tap kind of feels like it continues the story and is a lot of fun, which kind of breaks that mold of bad horror comedies. Uh, three and a half stars. Check out Zombieland Double Tap. Gags the Clown came out, not as great as you'd think it would be, because the design for Gags looks amazing. That's two stars. I'm not even going to go into that movie. Uh, next, we have The Addams Family, the CGI movie that came out recently. Uh, it carries the vein of The Addams Family very well. I'm really excited to see uh, where they kind of go with the series. If, I would love to see them do a live action thing again though. Like I think this is a good precursor. They might do one or two movies in the CGI world. Uh, I think they did pretty good for what they set up for. There's not a lot of song and dances which I appreciate for the Addams Family of all things. That's not that type of world. Um, there's the Mamushka or whatever that they do like in the Addams Family so that kind of works. Um, it is, it's enjoyable. If you have kids definitely show them the Addams Family. It's a lot of fun because I'm an adult and I went by myself and I still had a good time. So check out the Addams Family. Four stars I gave it. Check out, check it out. It's really good. Uh, next up is Haunt. Haunt just hit streaming services on uh, Shudder and this one is really cool. <clears throat> it is basically um, kind of a story about how, um, you know, you go to these haunts and you go in and you go out and that's it. And it's like, what if a haunt really kept you into it? And maybe their masks aren't what's the scariest thing. Maybe it's something else that's lurking beyond that. Uh, this is an Eli Roth produced horror film. Uh, and it kind of goes that that hostile limit, and I really love that about Haunt. Um, I would love to see more movies in this franchise. Uh, when I saw the trailer, I was like, I have to see this movie this year, and it it blew me away. I really loved Haunt. Check it out. Uh, I believe I gave it. Oh my god, I'm actually having to look at my own review because I don't want to like score this any less than what I gave it. Uh, three and a half stars. So yeah, Haunt is pretty great, guys. Check that out. Uh, next we have It Chapter 2. I know now we're out of order because that came out a while ago. It continues the story of It Chapter 1, obviously. Um, the It's a little bit more goofy here and there, and the ending is kind of whatever. Um, there's things that haven't changed from Stephen King's uh, original writings that kind of irk me, but the overall film itself does a very w good way of sequelizing the first film and kind of wrapping things in. I really love Bill Hader in this movie. Uh, I love the scenes where they do flashbacks to the kids and stuff. I'm pretty sure they do a voiceover for little Bill Hader, the, the kid from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, but yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, you know, I, I give it that three stars. I think it was pretty good. Uh, next one is the Banana Splits movie. This is a sci-fi original film. The Banana Splits, do you remember the Banana Splits? The Hanna-Barbera live action show where people dressed up in Chuck E. Cheese type costumes and ran around with kids well now they're uh i guess what's that what's that game called um five nights at freddy's they're like robotic uh furries that want to come kill you and i think that's a fun concept i think that's really cool um sadly it's not the best but it's a sci-fi original movie two and a half stars check out the banana splits movie uh i guess out on streaming now i'm sure you can find it and last but not least guys the lighthouse Dude, Robert Eggers, I've been waiting for another film from him since The Witch. Uh, I saw this last night. I've been waiting to do the podcast to specifically talk about this movie to you guys. Um, it stars Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe. And let me tell you guys, 
these two dudes rip themselves away and, and let enter some just hostile, screwed up fishermen, lighthouse attendants. And what what gets brought out is it's just something unearthed. I think these two guys are going to win Academy Awards for what they did. Um, it's it's a movie that you'll remember where you were when you saw it. Like, do you remember where you were when you saw Racerhead? Like, you'll same exact thing. Like, it's just so messed up and mind boggling, and it, it it's kind of like a, a downward spiral into madness of a, a H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, no real Cthulhu type stuff here, although it could open itself up very well to be one. Uh, apparently, um, Roger Ebert recently wrote about it and, and put up some innuendo and things that he saw in the movie that could kind of come out, some references that I had no idea about, so check that out as well. Um, five stars. That is my five star movie for this October. Check out The Lighthouse out in theaters now. When we get back, TV reviews. Hello, kiddies! Crypt Keeper here, master of ceremonies at Universal Studios, all new Halloween Horror Nights, with new haunted houses to die for. You'll make some new themes, play a starring role in a killer show, and lots more. Don't miss the last two weekends of terror! Florida residents save! Advance tickets just $22 at Ticketmaster with a two-liter Pepsi label! Party with me at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. You'll dig it! <laughs> Goblins, werewolves, vampires, they're not real, but he is a real nightmare. Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance, it's the night he came home. Halloween 2, Thursday at 8 on Channel 17, Parental Discretion Advised. Halloween doesn't have to be spooky. Not with Easter Seal Safe Halloween Coupons, the safe treat that gives treatment. Safe Halloween Coupons are good for treats at stores and restaurants. Give them to trick-or-treaters or treat yourself. Give Easter Seal Safe Halloween Coupons because Halloween should be warm and friendly. On to horror TV news, we have American Horror Story 1984, which obviously takes place in, you guessed it, 1984. Takes the Friday the 13th uh, sleepaway camp kind of vibe feel uh, for this uh, new season of the show with a little time-twisty twist. I'm not going to go into it too much spoiling it for you guys. I know I keep saying that, obviously, as a non-spoiler podcast. Uh, but I will say that a lot of the characters feel like they were like created by M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I know they're not obviously, but I'm just saying everybody has a twist. Everybody has a weird plot twisty turn that makes something happen every episode. And it's formulaic and it constantly keeps happening. And I kind of like enjoyed, I think it was Freak Show, that just kind of like played a, a story straight. Like what you were seeing was, was enough. Um, even in the first season of American Horror Story, they were the, when the twist came, they were really interesting. This just feels like they're shoving it down our throat. But it, I get it for the campy feel. I'm just saying, when I saw uh, Friday 13th or Sleepaway Camp in those movies, uh, th there's one big twist. Maybe. Maybe. So, Sleepaway Camp, obviously, we have our one big twist. Friday 13th, the twist came here and there with different character introductions and, and, and mothers and stuff like that. 
but to have like a twist every character is kind of insane uh and it's and it just feels like you're on a, a, a insane fx television roller coaster <laughs> um but nonetheless the the gore is still there it's still a great horror show to have on television i still i like that people are watching it the intros are always fun you know i feel like the american horror stories uh you never want to skip the intros just because they're either really creepy like coven was uh or they're just insanely fun like uh 1984's is uh apparently the it, it did a uh, i don't even want to say i won't even say um but just know that it's uh it's i don't know calm down the twist that's all i'm saying 1984. Okay, moving on to Creep Show on Shudder. I told you we come back to this. Let's talk Creep Show. This is obviously uh, the television remake from George Romero, Stephen King, Tom Savini's amazing Creep Show movie. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, the. So there's a second film, Creep Show 2. Then there's a third iteration film that came out. Uh, and then now there is the TV show from Greg Nicotero. Uh, who is obviously a K&B effects legend onto uh, The Walking Dead and is now a producer on The Walking Dead. You know, one of the head producers. Uh, so they got some extra cash to spend, so why not give it to the AMC network uh, streaming service that is Shudder uh, and have an original story be brought out. Uh, well, not so original. Some of these episodes are like the monkey paw and stories we've already known or the, the one with the the growing grass uh off stephen king in the first one it's kind of a, re- a revamped version of that in this one along with the original other stuff there's a dog soldiers type episode but it's not technically dog soldiers that stars uh jeffrey combs which is really cool um and so uh, a lot of these these episodes are are really neat i think they're filmed really well I, I know people say it looks cheap i don't think it looks very cheap i think they're just kind of following exactly what the creep show uh show was there it looks a lot of the um bright colors in the backgrounds and like a little black lightning bolts kind of showing next to their faces and like slow zoom ins like that's like the comic coming to life scenes from the comic it should be for fans of creep show they should know that um i think it's fine and i think they can only do better it's it's done really well like i gave you guys stats earlier on so i'm really excited to see how far creep show can go i want season two immediately uh next up we have are you afraid of the dark the new season uh this is a revamp uh mini series uh, of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're not recasting kids. We're only thing we're really bringing back here is the Midnight Society. Uh, but this kind of goes a little bit into the Midnight Society's past first. So I think what this is going to be, this is my like little take, is that it's a it's a mini series. There's one creepy story surrounding all the kids that like have this Midnight Society, uh, and then maybe they like green light uh, a Are You Afraid of the Dark new television show, or a movie now there was a movie in the pipelines so long ago that i've been reporting on it they canned right away when i canned it i think they greenlit the, the sh- this little mini series um uh and so you know we it's it's interesting because the show's really good the the, the cast the way that they're written they, the, all the kids are really a lot of fun uh especially for you horror fans out there i feel like the, one of the kids is just like most of us uh which is great i love seeing that put into a new kids show and can kind of like talk about classic horror and stuff in a fun way um and on top of that it's just like it's really interesting and i think a lot of young teens 
will definitely kind of jump on and, and enjoy the story, especially since the creepy stuff is creepy. Like the that was the thing about Are You Afraid of the Dark over Goosebumps? It would, uh, the creepy stuff was actually kind of terrifying. Um, the ghastly clown episode and, and and a lot of the clown episodes, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think they were just more more sinister, and so this one kind of revolves around a circus. Uh, that comes to town every now and then um and i won't go too much more into it but it is it's pretty creepy uh, i say give it a shot i think it's three episodes it's out on youtube um and you can watch it on uh what was the other thing uh i think nickelodeon just watch it on nickelodeon uh next up we got castle rock season two uh this is uh, almost the story of misery uh but the the younger versions of kathy bates character from the the, the revamped movie of annie Wilkes. Uh, this is Annie Wilkes' younger story, and uh, it's, it's so far pretty dark, just as you'd expect from, from Castle Rock. Uh, and not much has happened. I only got to the first season, but it, it has its intense moments, for sure. Uh, so yeah, things are developing in Castle Rock. Look into it. And of course, The Walking Dead started its 10th season uh, a few weeks ago, and it's pretty good, guys. I know a lot of you have abandoned Walking Dead, and you know, you're over it. I get it. Like, Rick's not there. Carl's not there. What's the point, right? No, it's a really good show that's written um, pretty well, and the effects, of course, are always amazing. Uh, it has its hills and valleys, literally, with one with a bunch of pikes and heads on them. <laughs> but it, uh, it, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's fun. Keep up with it. Uh, you know what, guys? I think that's it. That is it for the Halloween episode of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, like, like I said, jump onto the Patreon if you can. Uh, jump onto the Etsy page if you can. And as always, make sure to follow. We're going to have an exclusive episode on the uh, Patreon page very soon. Those are going to come out regularly, just like the Everyday Sally Podcast. They come out every month. I promise you guys, I'm not going to abandon you. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I hope you have a happy Halloween. Uh, and I'm going to let you out with a little ditty here that I think you'll all enjoy. Again, have a fun and safe, happy Halloween. I'm Horgai Keenan. Take it easy. Check us out on Instagram at Hallows Eve 365. Everyday's Halloween on everything else. All right, take it easy. Later.
15 years ago. Now it's trying to kill the other. any boy. 
You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. You're acting like a child. child, 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 child. Look, there comes one of them now.